As much as I glorify Kobe and his ability to go and, you know, walk off a championship win with a 3 a.m. shoot around, mm -hmm. that is not at all how you should be handling that. Mm -hmm. um, we all need time to recover and reset, so. Yo, what's up, what's up, what's up, friends, family, and fans? Welcome to Life on Podcast. This is where you already know. We listen and inspire friends in entertainment. And everywhere. Why? Because life happens to everyone. So you guys may recognize this face. He oh, is back. back. We don't have a whole lot of return guests. We don't. Leslie Brathwaite. Yeah, Leslie's done too. That's it. And I think that's it. That might be the only one. Wow. Flattered. Rob's coming back, so we will have another Rob. Rob's going to come Rob back. Rob Hardy? Yeah, and he gonna do yeah, he is. Gonna, he did yeah. agree to come back. So there yeah. we go. We'll and it's, and it, look, it has nothing to do with no one we invited back. You were amazing. We wouldn't have had you on here if we didn't think here you were go. amazing. But, you know, it gets a little more personal sometimes. Absolutely. Sometimes these things get a little personal. There's a connection, and, and you're that guy. Yeah. Guy. You're that guy, right, man. So we're going to talk about some. I don't want to say we're going to pick up from whenever that episode No, we're not going to do that. We're going to do how you tried. But I do have a lot of stuff I want to ask. I know, but let's do how you tried to start the last episode we'll say Zach let's give everybody a brush up on who you are what you've done let's run down some of the businesses and then we'll get into this conversation <laughs> go ahead you use that awfully well so do, do, do that do whatever he just said alright Zach who yeah. is Zach oh man um, well serial entrepreneur founder um, you know at this point I'm gonna pause you right there serial entrepreneur can we define that because People think that just because you start a business, mm -hmm. I mean, I know maybe by dictionary definition, you might be a serial entrepreneur, but to me, like, if the business don't do nothing. Well, yeah, the serial part is important, right? Yeah. Um, and that's serial with an S, not a C, but uh, <laughs> the, the person that starts a business, and this is the key distinction, the person that starts a business that, you know, is their identity and livelihood for the broader part of their life mm -hmm. and hasn't start anything else, which is fine. There are people, like, I mean, you take, take uh, Dan Cathy, founder of yeah, Chick-fil-A, Chick right? Or Trude Cathy, rather. Mm -hmm. uh, Trude Cathy is uh, an incredible powerhouse of a founder. He's not a serial entrepreneur, though. Right, right? Jeff Bezos is not a serial entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. He's an entrepreneur, he's a founder, but uh, that's the distinction. And, and it's important because when you're a serial entrepreneur, you typically are building businesses with the objective of scaling them right. and likely selling them. Right. These are not businesses that are necessarily built to be forever. part of my life forever. Mm -hmm. That's a very good distinction. And that's important. Yeah. You know, I've been in, I've been in uh, food <coughs> delivery. I've been in tech. I've been in cannabis. I have been in e-com and digital marketing and manufacturing. And I've moved from these different industries. That's what... That's what is a key distinction. So it really is a mentality. Like you go into these things knowing I'm going in to eventually get out. Not I'm going in, I plan to stay here, but for whatever reason I had to get out. Correct. Like a serial opportunity. Like that's that's the plan. The plan is to go in, grow it, get out. Because I don't necessarily want to spend 20 years doing just one thing. Mm -hmm. And the, the, you know, there's plenty of debate, right, wrong. And, and frankly, in this stage of my life now, having spent 10, 12 years doing all kinds of different things, I'm finding myself honing in much more on what I really want to do okay. and asking myself, what am I okay with committing to for five to 10 years versus mm -hmm. two to five years? Mm -hmm. and, and that's changing a little bit. But yeah, I'm still 
Like, I'm always going to be a pirate captain. That's, yeah. Who, yeah. that's who I am. I've always found it interesting when you, you get those different debates from different business leaders and entrepreneurs when they'll say this is the right way or the wrong way. <clears throat> I do remember something very distinct you said in the last episode in the rapid fire where you said the thing that you fear the most is dying mm. unfulfilled. And to me, there is no wrong way to do business. If it's fulfilling in that moment, whether yep. it's a two to five year plan, whether it's a five to 10 or a 10 to 20 year plan, if it's fulfilling and you're getting that rush you need, that mm-hmm. consistent dopamine hit that we all crave so much from winning, yep. um, there is no wrong way to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you, you're saying, hmm, so I don't even know to ask you how do you viewpoint that because I think you just agree with everything I, I just said. No, so I'm well, yeah. gonna do that. So let's get back to these businesses that mm-hmm. you got, you know, that Stone mm-hmm. Steam rolled over. <laughs> what else have you done? <laughs> How did, how did I steamroll? Y'all just want to arm wrestle? Man, we can just do that. Um, <laughs> we, uh, yeah, built uh, built Doc MJ. That yeah. was uh, you know now it's the largest issuer of medical cannabis cards in the world. Um, I exited that you know when I was twenty three. Right on. And what was the valuation of that when you can't can't, can't even say okay. can't say yeah. Well, good. Um, yeah, nice that, try though. I like that, you did that. The, <laughs> that. Look, I did well. It was a, it was, yeah. a, it was a good exit. Yeah, and and start to finish, I was in, I was in the business for about a year. So it was, it was these, a big run. These quick turnarounds you do, bro. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and the the rapidness of the scaling is what's got me freaking mind blown. Well, Doc, look, there's, there's sixteen good hours in a day. Yeah. All right. Now, in my early twenties, one of the best things that the realizations that I had was. I can only control how smart I am. I can't control how much experience I have because I only have so much. So all I can do is throw myself headlong into my work, into my businesses. And I've still lived like a very colorful and rich life. But I knew that the, I needed as many reps as quickly as possible as I could get. Mm -hmm. So day in and day out, it was always, all right, what's the game plan? How do we grow this thing? How do we handle operational issues? If I have to, you know, work through the night, I'll do that. And now I find myself at 29 and, you know, I had a full head of hair when this all started. Um, I mean, shave it. But the point is, uh, I I paid the price, but I now have, you know, 30, 40,000 work hours under my belt right yeah you know they what is it, the ten thousand hour rule to mastery right. I, I don't i wouldn't agree with that or, or at least in 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 this space it's tens of thousands of hours mm-hmm. but i picked up 30 years of experience in in 10 yeah so that, that that kind of informs the pace at which i'm moving and i like that you started when you were like 17 18 yeah that that's the key yeah and I, I'll, I'll tell i tell people all the time especially in music like the light didn't go off for me so i was probably 40 to be honest with you. And I still believe that the whole is never too late. I get it. But yeah, do I wish? Sure I do. You know what I mean? Because I can't say that I valued my time mm-hmm. when I was younger. Yeah. You know what I mean? And even now, I just came to think, so it went from valuing my time to being productive. Mm-hmm. Always working, da-da-da. And as you get older, time becomes much more of a valuable commodity. Yeah, that's right. And so now I'm learning that I don't. I seek to find value in my time instead of productivity in mm-hmm. my time so now every move i make matters yeah. you know what i mean even to the point with this podcast you said something on the last episode of how you parlay one thing into the next mm-hmm. we finally kind of or at least i did for my thing he's creating a new avenue for himself yeah. but for me like my whole thing is coaching mm-hmm. the business coaching and stuff which is a speaking thing so at first we were seeing this podcast as a standalone mm-hmm. we got to make this podcast big but i'm like no this podcast serves a purpose yeah. to bring my audience to me that's mm-hmm. So what you you said a lot of stuff that hit a lot of nails on the head. You know, I mean, I think a lot of this ties back to and, and for for you know people who are listening, either who have kids or who are just younger and you know uh, in the earlier parts of their life. As time goes on, you start to realize how fleeting 
all of right. it is, right? right. Mm-hmm. But what what I said in that rapid fire about dying unfulfilled, mm-hmm. right? The, the word dying probably is is a fear for most people, but it's not just dying. It's dying and not having served my purpose. Absolutely. Um, when I was... So I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. I'm so glad you said it. No, because it no, look at me like you was somebody's uncle. No, no, I'm just waiting for the... Just come on. Because when you first said it, immediately I was thinking fulfilling your purpose. Mm-hmm. But then I had to slow myself down because being fulfilled doesn't automatically equate to fulfilling your purpose. Correct. Sure. And I wanted to know which way you meant or did you mean it both ways? <laughs> yeah, uh, people look at that very differently. Um, I had this this executive coaching group coming in uh, or come in and, and did this, this exercise with my whole uh, C-suite. Mm-hmm. And... It, it talked about, you know, each person's priorities in life, uh, right? They're number one or number two. And, and you know, th- things like be happy or, um, you know, amass power or maintain independence. There were like nine things. And you had like primary and a secondary. And me and my business partner are very different people. Um, my childhood best friend, you know, been around, uh, been friends for 20, 20 odd years. And his were... Uh, be happy and live like a unique and creative life or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. My two were tied to, you know, purpose and, and contribution and my own independence and freedom. Okay. And we looked at each other and we both knew they were right because I know him and he knows me, but it mm-hmm. never struck me because he turns to me and goes, what do you mean like your life's mission is to, you know, build power and, and whatever. I go, what do you mean your life's mission is to be happy? <laughs> <laughs> what a foreign concept to me. Because yeah. what I've realized was that happiness for me is a byproduct. It's not the destination, mm-hmm. right? When we talk about dying unfulfilled, for me, I feel like I've been given uh, a number of gifts and privileges in my life that leave me with an obligation to go and contribute back to the world. And so that's sort of my purpose. I, I am happy as a byproduct of achieving that. Mm-hmm. But I don't optimize for happiness, right. and this oh. blew him away. For me, if I die and you know I'm I'm a hundred years old, and they bury me, and they go, "What a miserable guy!" But damn it, he changed the world. Mm-hmm. Like he did such amazing things. Like that that it's not eternal, but like that means a whole lot more to me. And I I will in that respect have died happy, mm-hmm. knowing that I contributed to to other people's lives and gave mm-hmm. back to the world. Mm-hmm. If people go, man, that guy was just cheery as hell, didn't do anything, <laughs> but he always had a smile. That for me so would awesome be a bad, way to, yeah. a bad way to, to be remembered. That actually, so I had an actual question that, that came out of that, but I want to add one to it if you can answer both of them at the same time. Yeah. Uh, the question from that is, is that obviously when we're building anything and you get laser focused like any of us have had to do, uh, you've probably out-focused me and Stone combined 10 times over. You, you <coughs> sacrifice certain things. Mm-hmm. There are things you give up, whether it's family, whether it's time with friends, yeah. whether it's personal life. I'm experiencing that now. A lot of the what I was talking about off offline about scaling back was so that I could not miss these 9 to 17 yeah. years for my son because I'm gone from home a lot. Uh, what are those things that, that you've sacrificed, and is there any regret tied to it? And then you know what? Let's do that first, and then I'll toss the second question in later. I don't want to. I don't want to double stack. Yeah. I think this is a big one. Look, I, I've I've had a very gratifying and and fulfilling, you personally fulfilling decade of of life moving into business. Um, and I'm almost stammering a little bit as I think about it because a lot of the things I've wanted to do, I've done. 
Um, I, when I was when I was 21, I, I put together a bucket list for my 20s, mm-hmm. and I did all the things. Some of them were silly, you know. I wanted to I wanted to buy a Bentley. Why I specifically wanted that, I don't know. But you know, I became a pilot. I bought a plane. I I bought a house. I went to 25 countries. I lost 100 pounds. Um, you know, I think that when we when we go and look at sacrifice your sacrifices in your life feel painful mm. or feel like they're they're taking away or or a push pull because work itself is is drowning you and forcing you to make those decisions i have been i've been pretty hesitant to not commit in areas that aren't of the greatest importance to me mm-hmm. so I had a very focused list of things that mattered to me and things that I wanted to do. All the little stuff, I'm okay having not done. Mm. There's a lot of little things. There's a lot of lake days that I haven't had or a lot of uh, whatever. I mean, I've, I don't know what that is for somebody else. Sure. But prioritizing that and saying, if these are the five or 10 things that I want to do or areas where I really want to pour attention into and I'm okay with losing all the little stuff, that's the best suggestion that I can make. So do you find joy in those things, would you say? Yeah, the big things. So question is, not a setup, but just to get another opinion. Yeah. Do you think there's a difference between joy and happiness? Yes. Well, yes. How, what would the difference um, be for you? <clears throat> to me, joy has a level of spontaneity to it. Joy has a level of... Um, Randomness. I don't think you can wake up and choose to be joyful that day, but you can wake up and choose to be happy. To me, happiness is is a lot more of a it's the difference between oxytocin and dopamine. Mm. Joy okay. is tied mm. to dopamine, in my in in my view, and, and it's okay. not a direct comparison. And I, you know, this isn't my space. Not as makes sense though. But you know, joy is fleeting. But mm. that underlying happiness, right? That that satisfaction and contentment. That's a, that's a choice. You can make that. Okay. Interesting. So why is fleeting? I would have put that at happy. So I always tell him, because, mm-hmm. you know, you've met Stone Giant now. <laughs> <laughs> so to me, I always say joy. I always find, for me, joy is the primary purpose. Because like, I get joy from stuff like doing what means a lot for me. Yep. Doing things that fulfill me. So to me, joy is internal. Mm-hmm. It's something that doesn't change with the external circumstances. Mm-hmm. To me, happiness is externally motivated. Mm-hmm. So that's so, you know, if the weather's bad, I'm not happy. Mm-hmm. But if the weather can be bad, and I can still be joyful. So You're joyful when the weather's bad? I can be. I can be happy. I can't be joyful. So, for example, let's say you're doing a project or a business endeavor that you you get fulfilled out of, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't matter how much the stuff sucks. Mm. I don't think you're like, oh, skip to the loo. This sucks. I love it. Yeah. Happiness, right? But it doesn't deter you and it doesn't take away the energy and mm-hmm. the passion and what I call the joy of doing whatever it is you did. Mm-hmm. So the storm's out there, but you're still steady. You're still good. You're still you're still good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But then when the external things changes, and that's why that's why I agree with you when you said happiness is a byproduct, mm-hmm. and it can come and go with the wind. Mm-hmm. But to me, the joy is. But the thing is, where what is what brings you that joy mm-hmm. is the question. So we always we have these back and forths on that. So I wanted to yeah. kind of get your take yeah. on that. I think I probably gravitate more towards your explanation <coughs> of it. When we again we've had that. Kind conversation mm-hmm. 10 times I don't feel like doing it today yeah. uh, but I, I definitely can resonate more with how, how you said it because me and Stone are just we're, we're polars on that one sure. yeah, he's the second part of that, that question yeah. um, is because of where you are now mm-hmm. um, 
obviously over a decade you can identify what the regrets are sure um, you can see the points where I could have, should have, maybe, but you made the choice yeah. to do what you did, and you're at a you're at a pinnacle now. I don't mm-hmm. even know if you can call it a pinnacle, but you've exited sure. these businesses now. Yeah. It's it's a different chapter. Yeah, uh, you get to write whatever's next. Right. Uh, what's that perspective that's been drawn for you with that past experience? that you're going to apply because obviously the viewpoint you had at 17, 18, 19 when everything totally. was starting is completely different. I mean, you just said within the last couple of years you've had to learn things exponentially faster yeah. than if you didn't. So your view's different now. Yeah. How, how are you approaching it, how, approaching it differently, whether it's business or life? Are you looking more for a, a balance, as we kind of talked about, or are you going to lean more towards focusing on those things that you sacrificed the first time around? I think the priorities are shifting. And where in your 20s you don't have to think about health, as, I mean, you should, you should, but you, you kind of don't have to. Mm-hmm. You can work all night and all day, and you can do that for four or five days at a time um, and, and get one night of sleep, and, you, and you're okay. Now the winds are shifting, but I also now have experience. There are things I know. There are, there are questions that I was faced with before where to get to the right answer, I just had to try it five different ways. Mm-hmm. I know the right way now. Um, that, is, that is the key difference, and so it's me figuring out, all right, I don't have to live at a 100-hour work week, which is, which is where I was for a long time. I can be at 60 hours a week, which, which for most people still feels like a lot, but you know, if this is, if this is your sport, and that's how I feel, um, that's how much I'm going to practice and play. Having said all that, when I look at regrets over the last decade, um, it, isn't, it isn't tied to the things I haven't done because I've done the important things for myself personally. I think it's more tied to um, not prioritizing my own mental health and my own um, my own peace and stability and and kind of as I said, the last few years, especially, you know, I've been working with a great therapist for for six years now, and it took a few years before I even began to understand why that was important. I kind of just stuck to it mm-hmm. twice a week, Tuesdays and Fridays. I'm I'm gonna be going after we're done, mm-hmm. uh, but. It took a few years before I could really even grasp it. And then within those few years, I, I really found a place of like peace and harmony, regardless of all of the challenges. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe that's really what I would say. This is always going to be hard. It doesn't have to be miserable. Suffering is a choice. Facts. And, and shifting that mindset, you, know, you, you, you are going to endure pain, mm-hmm. right? But pain is temporary. Pain is... Mm-hmm okay, I'm tired or I'm this or I'm that, but whether you call it joy, whether you call it happiness, mm-hmm. these are the antidotes to that suffering and misery. And really a lot of that is also just rooted in general gratitude. You know? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. For me, I'm in a place where regardless of my own circumstances or how challenging things are, I know I'm playing the right sport. I know what I'm put here to do. And I know that I can make a choice to be happy or to be joyful. Yeah. It's not something that the world casts upon me. Right. Wow. I want to break a rule. Go for it. <clears throat> I'm going to take the back and forth thing. I'm going to take two in a row on this one. I'm all for it. Uh, the importance of mental health, obviously, anyway. has been all... <laughs> <laughs> it's been all over the place for yeah. the, the last you know, seven or eight. There's been a real awakening. Yeah. People are taking it more and more seriously. Um, as a small business owner myself, my wife is a small business owner. You have owned and run and scaled large businesses. I know the detriment 
to my business when I'm in a bad headspace. Mm-hmm. That's right. It's difficult to be a great leader of men when the leader is is, is shaky. You, yeah. You're technically the foundation, and nothing straight strong can be built on a, a weak foundation. Right. How do you reconcile with yourself? And I'm asking you this question as your senior. Sure, yeah. <laughs> because I don't have the answer to mm-hmm. it. Uh, how, how do you reconcile with yourself that yo, I'm broken right now. And if I don't fix this, I'm going to become not only a detriment to myself, but a detriment to everything I'm building and have built. What was that process for you I've discovering that? And, and, and how, do you, how do you overcome it? I don't think it's ever some eureka moment where you realize you're burned out. And this is, this is where people slip into months, years, decades, not taking time to recover and reset. Um, Though a lot of that, a lot of that these days, at least for me, is is measured in like KPIs and goals and objectives. And um, when I start to see my own productivity slip, when I start to see deadlines being missed, either on my end or that of my team, um, when I'm struggling to sleep at night, when when I'm struggling to maintain a good you know workout regimen and and good diet, that's when I know that something needs to change and that I need to reset and that just pushing harder is not going to do the job. Right. Um, I can't. I can't say there's a one size fits all solution, but the recovery is as important as the work itself. It doesn't last as long, right? And then, and good thing too. If we needed a one for one, and we had to, you know, work 26 weeks and recover 26, that'd be a problem. But uh, so many high performing people I know haven't taken a vacation in years, mm-hmm. and it's not because they can't spend a few thousand bucks to go down to the dr and sit on a beach for a week. It's because they feel like the best or the only way forward is through not acknowledging that in every single sport there's an off season in every single sport what sport maybe golf i don't know but baseball is questionable right but there's still <laughs> look there's still but plenty there's still of time yeah you know yeah. and as much as i glorify kobe and his ability to go and you know walk off a championship win with a 3 a.m. shoot around mm-hmm. that is not at all a normal measure or 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 direction for how you should be handling that. Mm-hmm. Um, we all need time to recover and reset. So that sounds like Stephen Covey's PPC principle. You familiar? I I love Stephen Covey. I don't. Yeah, know. it's the whole it's the whole production production capacity. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and yeah. he uses the golden goose. Like you can spend all your time <clears throat> making sure the goose is healthy, mm-hmm. but you yeah. don't give him time to lay the golden egg. But That's then right. you spend all the time getting the golden eggs. Then you wear the goose down. You know. Mm-hmm. So it's just a time for balance. reaping and a time for sowing. Yeah, yeah. just keeping the balance. Yeah. So. This is just a random question. Because I see you as a guy who can kind of just do whatever. Mm. Well, not, not just that. I've always heard, too, especially in the music and stuff like that, where if you just understand the principles of business, mm-hmm. really, there probably aren't too many sectors you can't go into and be successful, oh, right? Yeah. So, using our imaginations, mm-hmm. I'm sorry to say back when we were young, but you're 29. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what, man? I used to be <laughs> the real young guy in the room, and now there's a lot of room. I've been on podcasts with a 22-year-old right, host. Right, for sure. Yeah, yeah huh? we're still talking seven years. I'm like, <laughs> you're quite literally my son. But, <laughs> but anyway, but um, a CEO calls you up, mm-hmm. says, look, I've seen you. I love what you're doing. I'm looking for a successor. Mm-hmm. I want you to be. What company would that have been from? For you, hmm. what company would I dream dream about running? Sure, like that call came today. What he's the CEO of what company? Hmm. 
I think I would say more broadly by an industry than a specific okay. company. Though maybe okay. that's not the answer you want. I can think about it. I can think about it a little better. But there are there are a few companies that I think are are truly revolutionizing how life happens. Okay, um, it's fair. We're seeing a lot of that in AI. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Mm -hmm. um, I think we're seeing a lot of that in in the next in the coming years in uh, transportation and. You know the power that self-driving cars have to really revolutionize our lives. I mean, whether I'm whether I'm <laughs> supposed to or not, the truth is that my Tesla drives me to work, and and I I readily have a book out, or um, you know I'm I'm answering emails, and uh, there's so much gains in productivity there. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I. I would I would love to go get involved in one of those sectors. Okay. I think I think sitting here speaking on somebody else's company and speculating that I can run it better <laughs> almost goes against my own core. <laughs> well, because he gave you an out. Well, he says they called you to make you their success. Right. I know that. I know. And, that. Then, and, and here's the key thing. So. I don't want to. Let's not assume that you can run it better. Yeah. But. There may, be some, there may be some ideas that you'd be bringing in yeah. to, to keep it running or to take it in a new direction. And I love how you've danced around this, though. I mean, you've given us a lot without giving right, us anything. Right, but it ain't kind awesome. of an answer. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Politics. That's, no. Whoa. Uh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, we God, were about to no, go. No, I'm like, you're about to be late, no, and you're no, about no, to be late. No, 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 no. <laughs> Hell no. Absolutely not. Yes, sir. So you'd never run for office? Absolutely not. No, okay. I would never run for office. Okay. Now, I wouldn't mind having some influence over a governor or a president. Sure. But, you know. Yeah. That's his own story. That, yeah. that he just said so much. So sure, he did. I'm got I got documentaries running in my head and everything. Right now. <laughs> Since we're not going to actually get to an answer on that, I'm going to ask yeah. you something that's another throwback to the last episode because mm -hmm. we ran out of time to get to it. So, and another rapid fire question: yeah. When he asked you dinner with Dead or Alive, <laughs> that got pretty funny. Um, I think you said Steve Jobs, yeah. which absolutely amazing choice. But you also kind of end it with it would have been Warren Buffett if it couldn't have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are two very different yes, minds, completely. two very different geniuses in their respect. Uh, what's the, what's, I don't even know how to actually verbalize it. Why are they so far apart yeah. on the spectrum for you? But they're both seem to have the same equal weight in what your choice would be. Yeah, I have a lot of reverence for both both of their approaches and uh i try to learn as much as i can from from either one with with steve jobs he was a very unreasonable person mm -hmm. right uh but an, uh, reasonable people never really accomplish a whole lot um when when you can smile and nod you're going to go with the status quo and there's nothing really more to it uh steve was somebody who managed to take risks to simplify incredibly complicated problems bring forward a vision for a world through technology and this, this, this great big revolution, but also know how to get the best out of people. And this is something people overlook. They, they try and, and reduce down a person to one genius. Mm -hmm. But the most brilliant people are, are kind of the combination of a few different really brilliant things. Like, you know, I have no patience for a lot of Elon's antics these days, but the truth is that Elon Musk is one of the best delegators and managers on the planet. Mm -hmm. Elon Musk, outside of his own ability to solve highly complicated problems, his own ability to understand how technology can change the world, uh, to engineer, like these are all genius level things. But if you don't know how to also build an army of people who are, who are incredibly talented and brilliant, you know, you're talking about four major multi-deca billion dollar companies or centi-billion dollar companies, and yet 
he manages to do well again complicated these days but but he's built all of this because he surrounded himself with with really powerful people sure Steve Jobs is similar and you know he, when you look at the story of Apple and you look at Joni Ive who you know led all the design and is one of the the really all-time greats in, in, in product design mm-hmm. when you look at the the different members of Apple's team Steve was able to attract the world's best to push them mm-hmm. and and allow them to perform at a level that nobody else could right and also bring in that vision yeah right. you, you use the word attract which I think is a very I would use the term poach in some situations, but sure. I will ask you this: uh, attract or poach mm-hmm. was the method that Steve did because he absolutely did it. Mm-hmm. Warren did it through acquisition, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, softer touch, maybe brute force behind the scenes, in a sense. Do you, which methodology do you actually identify with? The most? Warren's genius is in his own. I think. Uh, Pure intellect, the IQ, no paired sure. paired with his EQ. Okay, Steve Jobs. That's exactly what I was going to say. That yeah. was the difference between the two. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yep. and and Steve Jobs was an incredibly complicated figure and very difficult to work for. But you know, he found hard driving people with him. Mm-hmm. And and Warren's no slouch either. But the way Buffett has approached business is with this this really long time horizon, yes. right? And in saying, you don't have to take a hundred shots. You can, t- well, and, you know, of course he has over the years, but my point is, it's about efficiency, mm-hmm. right, of your own energy. Yep. And this is something that in the next stage of my career, I'm taking a, a more measured approach with. Right? I spent all these years saying yes to everything. Just go, 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 go. At this chapter. The Richard Branson method. Yeah. yeah. yeah uh, that's actually the, uh, the perfect, perfect analog, yeah. right? And if you have the stomach for it and you're willing to do it for decades, sure. like you'll find your wins. I mean, Branson was, I think it was over $100 million in revenue. He was speaking in business class and he didn't know what net profit was. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely Still insane. shocking. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Warren is so much more calculated and balanced and stable in making decisions and asking himself, what is this going to look like in 20, 40, 60 years mm-hmm. from now? That kind of discipline and that kind of um, ability to dispel the urgency. Like, I don't know about you. I am, I am naturally in a hurry. That's who I am. P- people are different in that way. Yeah. I'm naturally in a hurry. Um, Warren Buffett, to me, is such a good role model of putting that aside and knowing that you don't have to have all the answers today, but you need to be studying it so that when you do take that shot, like he's a sniper. Yeah, absolutely. And that's me all day. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And when that balance we talked before uh, about the whole planning paralysis. Yeah. That's the balance I need to find because I'm tr- I'm trying to be as efficient as possible. Mm-hmm. Every shot I shoot, I want it to be boom. Um, to the and once we're at the end, I want another rapid fire. Okay, at the end, right okay. On. Um, what I want to one thing I'm finding is it seems like the more successful a lot of these people are, they tend to lean a little bit more towards the a hole side of mm. the meter. Yeah. At 29 years old, accomplishing what you've accomplished. Mm-hmm. I can't I'm not going to be sitting here and be naive and act like you just run around here being like Santa Claus so, are you a jerk so is that what we're getting at people working at you <laughs> people working with you <laughs> if you were to step outside of yourself and be objective which mm-hmm. I feel you completely can be yeah. would you say I wouldn't be surprised if my team called me an a-hole that's an interesting question or, or do you feel not not in this last chapter 
I, I can say that with certainty. Yeah, you, you attract more flies with honey. Um, but I'm sorry, the 29 years old, the last chapter thing, it just keeps. Wait, he just. just the, the, I know what he yeah, means. I know what he means. Yeah. And when I keep jumping on that age thing, yeah. it is an admiration. Absolutely. I want to make sure that's never, never misconstrued. But I mean, Stone, you it, all, is, it is an admiration I, for sure. You downplay how many chapters you've had as well, though. I, I also admire I the fact that you can admire somebody else's, but you had four or five, six yourself. Someone just told yeah. me that last week. It's so and funny I, you said but that. But you don't get here without going through these. <laughs> through Ish, right, 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 right. right. Again, I, I bring so many things back to sports, but um, you know, in, in business, our careers are longer, right? The time horizon is longer. Yeah. Right. So I look at a season as being a few years mm -hmm. at a time. That's the way I see it. Okay. And and so over, you know, from seventeen to twenty nine, I've had these different seasons. Right. Yeah. If you look at them as a couple years. I've had I six different seasons and companies. Um, and this was a difficult season, but one that I can tell you with certainty, my team would not have described me as an asshole. Right. I've questioned whether I needed to lean further back in that direction because 10 years ago, I did have an employee who picked up a, a bistro table outside of one of my locations and threw it at my, I was driving a Toyota RAV4 at the time, uh, but threw it at my windshield. I didn't know how to manage people. I didn't know how people really worked. Mm -hmm. And I was, I was demanding and hard driving, but it's like anything else, man. You could push people and you could be the asshole but running a business and, and, and employing people like you have a family. Mm -hmm. So what is, there's no other way around that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you can be difficult, but people either love you for that and, and want to ride with you as a result. Yeah. Or they're not a good fit. Right. Yeah. No, that's good stuff. Yeah. No, I do. That's what you got. That's it. Rapid, Rapid fire. Rapid fire. Rapid fire. Rapid fire, baby. All right, here we go. Five of them. All right. Would you rather live with stress and anxiety and know everything or live in the bliss of ignorance? Stress and anxiety know everything. You're given the choice mm -hmm. of three superpowers. Mm -hmm. You can only pick one. Mm -hmm. Would you rather be able to be invisible, mm -hmm. be able to read people's thoughts, or time travel? Read people's thoughts. <laughs> of course. <laughs> that way I can read the thoughts of a person that knows how to time travel. <laughs> All right. More wishes. <laughs> right. All right, the one thing about your personality or character that you would change? Mm. Um, I would I would want to be less emotionally invested in people. Oof. Oof. Why? That's an episode. It's a liability. God, dog, and it's a burden. Jesus. Yeah. Every time you accept, you say yes to somebody, their no, their problems become yours. Man, That's, oh man, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Kids or no kids? Kids. Well, not now, but right. Yeah. All right. Last one. If you could be black, Hispanic, or East Asian for one year, which would you be? What? No, no I live in Atlanta. What kind of question is that? <laughs> you travel the world too. Yeah, okay. What kind of what, what kind of question is that? I don't know. Uh, I just want to laugh. I guess. Yeah, uh, I'd be, I'd, because if you say one, there's going you can't answer a question like that without there's some type of driving force for answering that. That's not just a random. Pick okay, one. fine. You want you want driving force? I'd be black. I have okay. I have the utmost reverence and respect for black culture. Being Jewish and being a Russian immigrant, mm -hmm. uh, you know that my parents were. Uh, our culture is defined by stories of adversity and hardship, and even thousands of years ago in slavery. Mm -hmm. And so there's there's a respect and admiration I have for what it it means to be black in America, and pushing through a lot of societal marginalization and a country that is dead set on pretending like hundreds of years of oppression didn't end just a few days, decades ago. Right. 
Um, I think the culture that has spawned from that struggle, I think some of the successes that have spawned from that culture, um, and I think the, the, the driving hustle and force I can relate to in a way that I can't with. That's fair. I'm going to say this. I already know Stone's going to turn it into a clip. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you right now, both of us appreciate you saying it. And what you said was, one, it was deep. It was retrospective and introspective. And I love you for it. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. But he said no, something that's key because no. we throw this phrase out a lot, but it means something because look, look, black people have a hard time everywhere, Absolutely. to be honest with you. Sure. It's just at this point, it's ingrained. But there is a uniqueness Absolutely. to being black in America. Yeah. Absolutely. And yeah. that's the part we can't gloss over. Because there's racism everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. But sure. there is, there's a different struggle of being black in America. That doesn't make me anti-American, right? But it's true. Mm-hmm. And for you to be able to differentiate that and say that, is, it means you, you the question, get it. The question, what bit. is the easiest? And, that, and I, didn't, I, I wouldn't have answered it that way. Right. Easiest right. is not what I offer. Oh, no, for Absolutely sure. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Of mm-hmm. course. I say if you could be one. Yeah. And you know, it's fly to be black. At we the end of the day. <laughs> no, 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 no. One thing that we do here on Life on Podcast, uh, if we have a business guest or a music guest, mm-hmm. we know who they can Google you and find out everything sure. you've done. So we don't always talk about that stuff. Okay. Mm. We get to know you so that they can get to know you as yep. a person because that's that's outside. So we didn't do a lot of the high level business stuff. So I'm gonna ask my last question mm-hmm. as one of those high level business things. Yep. And it's gonna be the 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 quintessential what if. Okay. Or what to do Someone starting their, their first business now mm-hmm. uh, In this market mm-hmm. What skills do they need to take Into right now 2023 we're, we're coming off of a failed recovery On a recession We're possibly facing another one Multiple markets are mm-hmm. in turmoil But there are some opportunities Yeah I think it's a great there. time to be an entrepreneur uh, What's the skill set or the mindset That they need to take into it Or both Yeah, um, Two things Obsess over how do I bring value to somebody? And two, how do I reduce risk? This is, this is the key thing. Now, the first one I've always understood. The second took me years to learn. Mm-hmm. Reducing risk. You know, I, I was the guy who said, whatever it takes is what I'm going to do. That's okay. a stupid philosophy. <laughs> All right. That's an Sounds inefficient good. and wasteful philosophy, oh, yeah. right? Um, I didn't go and let my dreams die when I was starting a cookie company because I didn't have a location. I went and found one, right? right. I didn't have to lay out any capital either because I didn't have any. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of the constraints uh, that exist when you are first starting out and going from zero to one are actually really good for you. They force you to be scrappy. They force you to be creative. So with all that said, in, in this environment right now, the leaner you can be and the, the most value that you can go create for your customer, whoever that might be, that is what you optimize for, and that's going to build a great business. Right on. Love it. Yeah. Life on Podcast. Lifeonpodcast.com. That's where you can find everything about us. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zach, got a website? or Yeah, uh, find me on uh, Instagram, Zach Zellner, Z-A-C-H-Z-L-N-E-R. Easy enough. Just Johnny Vaughn, J-U-S-T-J-O-N-Y-V-A-N on all your social media. Y'all know what it is, stonestafford.com, any and everything about me on there. We appreciate you guys. Make sure you like, make sure you subscribe, tell a friend. We love y'all. We out. We do it for you. Peace.